Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Second down and 15. Agent plenty of time. Now fires, and it's picked off. Adebo on the interception. Paulson Adebo is brought down at the 46. His team leading third INT of the year. The Saints with a takeaway in every game this season, and they get Bajant here to take over. Bajant over the middle, intercepted! What a play by Marcus May! Bajant's second pick of the afternoon and the second this season for the veteran May. Marcus May does a great job of making Tyson Page think this play is going to be over. Just screams underneath it, undercuts Darnell Mooney. Great interception. An excellent interception and just slightly behind from Tyson Page. That ball's just a hair more in front. You have action. It's one of the things he's done really well is progress and be accurate with the football coming back to number two or three in the progression and just misses slightly behind in that situation over the middle. But a really good play by Marcus May to drive on that football and to secure the ball uh, while he's laid out and and come down with the catch. Huge turnover for the Saints. Bajan steps up over the middle. Intercepted again. And it's Adebo again. His second of the day. And the third pick by Tyson Bajan. Paulson Adebo is having a heck of a day. He's got two interceptions. He forced a fumble and recovered a fumble. And last time down, he knocked away a play as well. He's been unbelievable. Three passes defended. Paulson Adebo, unbelievable job. Stalling the Chicago Bears drive and forcing another interception by Tyson Bajan. And now, Live on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app, it's Gabe Ramirez. And away we go, ladies and gentlemen. It is Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios. Bears lose to the New Orleans Saints 24-17. Bears put up just three points in the second half. And uh, fall short, had many opportunities to walk away 
try to you know put this game into overtime. Unfortunately, it just did not. Um, a lot of things going on in this game. A lot of conversations to be had. I'm going to be hanging out with you until 5 a.m. Myself, Tyler Farringall. Tyler, what up, bro? You ready for this five-hour marathon, bro? Let's do it, man. I have no choice at this point. Uh, we have clocked in. And, of course, you're listening to a plumber's, because now it is 12 or something. You're listening to a plumber's 911 Football Monday, presented by BC Bank, and it's not a game, Illinois.com. So I'm rocking with you all the way till 5. Then Dustin Rhodes comes in for the pregame at 5 o'clock. Mully and Haw, got a great show for you. Olden Crutes at 7. DJ Moore at 8. Dan Weeder at 8.40. And then Bernstein and Holmes come on. Anthony Heron, who took care of the post-post show. He'll be on at 11. Josh Schrock from NBC Sports Chicago will be on at 12. And then Parkinson Spiegel, I just got done doing uh, Sport Zone on Fox 32 with uh, Mr. Speegs. And they'll have Kurt Warner at 2.40, Mark Grody at 4 p.m., and then Jalen Johnson, the man who said he will no longer discuss contract extensions with the Chicago Bears, uh, will be on at 5 o'clock to discuss all things Bears Saints. Now, I got to be honest, I'm here to talk to you. You, yes, you, and you know I want to. Especially my Bears fans that aren't that don't live, uh, excuse me, in the state. Like Bears fans from out of state, if you're listening on the Odyssey app or online, 670thescore.com, you are who I want to hear from. And the phone lines are open. Tyler, phone, phone lines are open, right? Can I get a can I get a yeah? You know, like people need to hear your voice, bro. They are open. How many lines do we have for people to call in? We have ten open lines. Fill those up, people. Look at that. Ten open lines. Well, we've been doing like national broadcast stuff for the last couple of hours. And here I come live and local for your listening pleasure. And here's the question I have for you. This is what I'm starting off with today. Are the Bears headed in the right direction? 312-644-6767. Now, you watch the game. You've been watching these games. And... Maybe a couple of weeks ago, I would have said absolutely not. No, they're not headed in the right direction. They don't know what the hell they're doing with the quarterback position. They they just figured out that Dante Foreman is a stud, or what I've been preaching that all year long. You know, the DJ Moore, they can't get in the ball. The defense sucks. Like, I would have been like, man, no. This team is is not headed in the right direction. And now here we are some weeks later with the addition of Montez Sweat with the improved play of the defense. Because to me, that is that was the key. Coming into the season, I said, if the Bears can have a top 15 defense, then they're going to win some games. Because last year, the defense is what was their Achilles heel. They were the ones that, you know, Bear, Justin would be putting up a ton of points and the defense couldn't seal the deal. A game like today, if you would have given Justin Fields three, four opportunities like Bajan had, at the end of this game, Justin Fields, listen, he hasn't performed particularly well in the last couple of minutes of a game, but I, I am for certain he would have came through in at least one of those instances. That's just my opinion. Uh, but again, I asked the question, are the Bears headed in the right direction? I know you're frustrated. You keep watching these Bears losses. No one expects Tyson Bajan to be perfect. You came in, you did your job, kid. You have four chances. You pulled out one victory. Great, great job. For an undrafted rookie, great job. 
No one's telling, no one's holding you to the same, like no one's met, judging you on the same scale as Justin Fields. You're on, you're on, they're on two different scales, guys. And so, again, though, after I watch all of that, I say to myself, you know what? I think the Bears, oddly, are headed in the right direction. The problem is the, the, the moves that the Bears are going to make on the way, right, over the course of the next, let's see, 10 months, right? When August, by the time August starts again, what is that going to look like? Ah, uh, it's Gabe Ramirez. I, I, can't be, I can't be sighing seven minutes into the show. I got to come out hot. But to be sighing seven minutes into the show, is just, it, it lets you know where this Bears team is at. But again, I ask you, are the Bears headed in the right direction? 312-644-6767. The phone lines are open. I'm here for you. So selfishly use this as your launching pad. You want to get on the radio. You want to talk about your Bears. You want to talk about what it is that you saw, what you've been seeing. You know, what, what is getting you excited? 312-644-6767. Let's go to Wayne out in Lafayette. So, Wayne, like, the question is, are the Bears headed in the right direction? And some people could be extremely pessimistic in this situation, but but I ask you, are, are the Bears headed in the right direction? Well, Gabe, I tell you what, some of them are and some of them aren't. I tell you, the, the defense really seems to be heading in the right direction. But the uh, the offensive guy uh, Getsy, if anybody has a good defensive coordinator on the other side, they go in at halftime, they make adjustments, and and our guy just doesn't counter those adjustments, doesn't seem to, and uh, it's it's like we're it's like we're dead in the water after after somebody put, makes some adjustments defensively against us, and we we just don't know how to come back out of it. Wayne, do you think it's 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 because like cause see, the Bears seem to come out fine, right? I mean, yeah. saw Beijing came down, scored a tutty on the first drive, and then it, it seemed like the second half he was a different quarterback. Why do you think that was? I just I just think that that, that they went in at halftime and they made their adjustments, and uh, and I th- I think I think that uh, Getsy just sticks with a certain plan, and he he doesn't make his own adjustments after they make adjustments against us at, at halftime. You know what I'm saying? Do you think he's going to be back next year, Wayne? I would. I would say 50-50, Gabe. I'd say 50-50, buddy. Yeah, I mean, some people are up in the air when it comes to Luke Getze. I, I would just love for him to, you know, there were some instances, like a lot of people were mad that, you know, like Valus Jones got a look in the fourth quarter. Like Darrington yeah. Evans got a call on, on third and six for a screen pass again after everybody was yeah. coming down on him for doing it. But it just, do you think he's too, like, you know, sometimes, Wayne, like we feel like, hey, man, I got all these people talking about the offense. I'm the offensive coordinator. I know what the hell I'm doing. Do you feel like there's a level of arrogance there, or or do you think he really is just trying his best to to put the, put the best bit game plan up together? I I think I think I think there's a big time arrogance there, Gabe. I really do think there's a big time arrogance there. And uh, DJ Moore should have the ball about half the time if he can. And uh, there's there's we got a bunch of good weapons on that team, and he and he doesn't utilize them worth a darn. Yeah, thanks for the call, Wayne. I, I appreciate it. And I totally understand. I mean, DJ Moore, three catches, 44 yards. It's unacceptable. Let's be very real. I mean, you forced the ball his way, you know, f- targeted five times. Yeah, you had the fumble, whatever. Team sucks. Like, that, that's not that. 
That's not the reason they lost the game. It's because he fumbled the ball. But DJ Moore, three catches. I mean, geez, that's tough. And I get it. They're double teaming him. They know Tyson Bajan, you know, is trying to get get the ball out quickly. That's why, you know, Darnell Mooney had a, had a, had a good game today. But the team itself, I mean, Luke Getze, let's just take a look at some of the drives, right? Like first, first drive of the game, nine plays, 75 yards, three minutes, 39 seconds, results in a tutty. And the plays were good. The Bears want the ball first. That's what they did. But here's what I don't like about Luke Getze's offense. And, I, and, I, and, 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 and here's, the, here's the reality, right? I don't have the luxury of talking to Luke Getze like he's my friend. So I don't. So so for me, it's I only get to judge him and base what I off of what's on the field. So I'm sure there's some logic behind why he did what he or why he did what he did or why he does what he does, does what he, yeah, does. But sometimes it's frustrating. Like for example, now granted they bear scored on the first drive, so I mean, but it still doesn't mean I have to like it, like the way, how they scored. First play of the game. Pass Tyson Bajan to Darnell Mooney. Second play of the game. Pass to DJ Moore down the middle. Third play of the game. Pass incomplete to the right. It's like, bro. And again, they they, they ended up, you know, scoring fine, right? But did we not see the game plan against Oakland and how it worked? Establish the run to set up the pass. A little run, run, pass. Run, run, pass. It should be like a house track here in Chicago. A little juke, juke. Run, run, pass. Run, run, pass. Like, it's frustrating when I see it. And again, it's, I'm sure if I talk to Lugetti, he's gonna. I know what he's going to tell me because I've heard him say this in other press conferences. Well, we know that they like getting after this and we wanted to offset that from the very beginning. Right? Something along those lines. Bro, what happened to... Making the defense adjust to you instead of you adjusting to the defense. Who cares if they know you're going to run the ball on first down? Block properly and get Dante Foreman, the angry runner, out there to, to, to handle some business. So Dante Foreman gets his first rush, and what is it? An eight-yard gain. <laughs> it's like, come on. And then I, 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 I don't remember what happened there, but I did, I did notice that I've been praising Eberflus for the last couple of weeks talking about, you know, when it comes to his coaching decisions, it's not like he's burning timeouts in the first half trying to, you know, get things together like Nagy would do each and every week. But then after that Dante Foreman rush, they, they burned the timeout. And I don't I don't remember what happened there exactly. I think it was some confusion in the huddle and right. they had to, play clock was going down. If you watch Sunday Night Football, the Bengals had to burn all their timeouts within the first 10 minutes of the third quarter today. Yeah. Something along those lines. Just Terrible. fundamental stuff. So, of course, Luke Getze, after Dante Foreman rushes to the right for eight yards, what does he do after the timeout? Hey, you got to run it up the middle again. And then what do you do after that? You have your 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 RPO for Tyson Bajan to run for the first, then Dante Foreman rushes again, and Dante Foreman rushes again. Again, so do you see what I'm saying there? You did three straight passes, and then you did one, two, three, four, five, Five straight runs. You can't you can't convince me that that's a good game plan. You can't convince me that passing the ball three times, oh, we threw them off now. Now they don't know what we're going to do, so we're running the ball five straight times. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I mean, it worked. 
But the only reason they worked was because Tyson Bajan threw a dime to Cole Komet in the corner of the end zone for 18 yards. Beautiful ball. Spiral was right. Cole Komet couldn't believe it himself when he got up after scoring that teddy. You get the highlight? I want to hear the play. Pull up that Cole Komet touchdown. First drive of the game, Tyson Bajan leans back, happy feet, lets it go. And I, I'm i going to play this clip from Bears Unleashed, the TV show I do on Fox 32. I'm going to play that for you because we have a clean energy player to watch. Myself, Anthony Heron, Cassie Carlson. We have one player that we're supposed to watch. Who did I pick? Cole Komet. I said that he got his first completion from Tyson Bajan last week. He was going to build on it. Two, you know, two dudes that probably think they're dreamy, you know, connecting in real life, not in the dream world. And and look, it it ended up happening in the first quarter. Chicago in the red zone where they are tied for fourth this year in touchdown percentage. Bajan looking deep for Cole Komet. Good as this start for Tyson Bajan coming out in the dome down here. It's rocking, and he comes back, and it is absolutely gloved. This and, was, give, and gives his man a chance, gives Cole Komet a chance on the throwback. This, a, this was an ill-advised throw. What an unbelievable catch by Cole Komet. And he, and he cups it, too. No movement when he hits the ground, tucked up against his shoulder. Wow. All right, I pulled up the clip from Bears and Leafs. It's going to be coming off my phone. Just because it's 2023 and you just do that. But take a listen to this, what I say. Because of it. And Ryan Pohl said he's going to follow Jalen Johnson's lead on that. It is time for the clean energy player to watch. Who do you think will be the biggest difference maker in New Orleans? I'm going to go with, again, Cole Komet. Okay. That's like three weeks in a row. Because you know what? He had like a couple of catches last week. I feel like him and Tyson finally got on the same page. Like, hey, bro, I'm handsome. You're handsome. Like, you throw me the ball. You know, you can do that kind of thing. So I'm going to say Cole Komet for me. I think you know what? Aha! And who ends up having two tutties today? Cole Komet. It's like, you know, you guys should watch Bears Unleashed on Fox 32. Uh, again, the phone lines are open here. 312-644-6767. Bears lose to the Saints. But I'm curious what your thoughts are. What else can we say about this Bears team? I'm, what, like, you, you were watching the game. Did you check out after a while? Was there a level of frustration for you? Like, what were you thinking when Tyson Bajan threw another interception? Like, where was your mind at as a Bears fan? I'm curious. 312-644-6767. The phone lines are open. Ready to chat with you about this Bears game, man, because it wasn't pretty. Um, but it almost felt like like Corey Wooten, former Chicago Bear, uh, he texted me and he's like, you know, different quarterback, same same result. And I was just like, the Bears are gonna Bears. This is this was such a Bears game. Take the lead, make you feel good, and then just collapse at the very end. That seems to be what like what this team is made of. Bears scored a touchdown, and then what happens? Kick the ball off, and then the offense of the Saints looked weird today. I don't know if they were just overconfident or it just didn't seem like it flowed at all. So they had a nice little uh, four-play drive that didn't amount to anything. Bears get the ball back. And then that's when Tyson Bajan had his first interception. So, again, Lou Getze coming out. Dante Foreman running the ball up the middle. Bajan has the nice little sneak for 20 yards. 
They give Tyler Scott. That was a bad one, too. That's the Tyler Scott end around. I think Bajan was supposed to chip block the defensive end on the other side. And that ended up in, as a, a five-yard loss. I think uh, it was Carl Granderson that ended up tackling him. Yep, you're right. Then it was uh, Tyson Bajan. Nice little pass to Darrington Evans down the sideline. A uh, couple of penalties later. And then Bears got the ball at their own 41-yard line. And then that's when Tyson Bajan's first interception came came up. Now, here's the thing with Tyson Bajan's interception. I was looking at his stats, Tyson's. And I really feel like the pressure has gotten the best of him. And when I say pressure, I don't mean the pressure of playing in the NFL, but the pressure of needing to prove that that you belong. It's really easy to play when you don't have any, like, you know what I mean? Like, you feel like you're the man, you got some this swaggy confidence about you, and then you come in, no one's, ex- like, the expectations are low. And you, you 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 outperform what anybody thinks you can possibly do, and then then you 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 surprise some people. You get a dub, you know what I mean. You get a victory, and then people are like, okay, well, what can you do against decent competition against the Chargers and the Saints? And what were people saying the first two games? Arm strength isn't there. Can't throw the deep ball. They sub him out for Nathan Peterman at the half or before the end of the half, so that that way he can throw the hail mary, right? Well, let me take a let me let me let me take you through a little game log of of Tyson Bajan real quick against Minnesota in the second half, which is what most people thought was the most impressive, because he was ten for 71 percent completion percentage. How many yards per attempt? Five. Follow the trend here. Second game against the Las Vegas Raiders, twenty one for 72 percent completion percentage, averaging. Five yards in attempt. Okay? Right in his wheelhouse. That's his sweet spot. He knows what he does well. And it is get the ball out quickly, complete at a high percentage, minimize the turnovers. Week three against the Chargers. Completion percentage in the 60s. Yards per attempt, six yards now. And what happened in that game? Two interceptions, right? So you, you you try to air the ball out a little bit more because you're trying to overcompensate for what people are saying about you. Now, week four, this yesterday's game against the Saints, he went from 72% completion percentage to 67 to this week, 60. Yards per attempt, 7.3. Interceptions, three. You see where I'm going with this? I feel like Tyson Bajan was getting out of his own comfort zone. He knew what it was. He stood on it. That's what allowed him to be successful. That's what allowed him to get to this point, very point right here. But then he started hearing people say you couldn't throw the deep ball. You couldn't get the ball on the field. You're not taking your shots. Then he started doing that, but it comes at a cost. A cost being turnovers at the worst moments during the game. Now, that's my assessment. That's just what I think, you know, Tyson Bajan was on right there. You could point to other things, but I don't know, bro. If I'm a, if I'm a guy who I've gotten this far and the opportunity, right, this, even though it's a slight percentage, the opportunity exists that I could take over this starting job. 
And the only way I'm going to prove it is if I get the ball down the field. Problem is, you know, that nice ball you threw to Cole Komet in the corner of the end zone, when you're between the 20s, there's a safety waiting back there for that. And Bajan found that out the hard way. Five interceptions in the last two games is... Ooh. I mean, imagine like what kind of pace you're on for right there. It's tough, tough stuff. Um, but Tyson Bajan did speak to the media, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Get to hear from the QB1 and what he had to say. Um, but again, man, I, listen, let's be very clear. I can say whatever I want, but I am only here on this radio station from 12 to 5 o'clock to talk to you. I want to be very clear. I, I don't want to talk about Tyson Bajan to myself. For five hours, all right? Um, but I know it's hard. That's the thing. It's hard to talk about the Bears today. It's like, what are we even looking for? Like, what are we feeling good about? It's a Thursday game against Carolina. The only thing anyone is looking forward to is whooping that ass so that that way, right, you can get a dub and you can push Carolina further down the ranks so they can stay with that one victory. Because let me tell you something. The Arizona Cardinals, they might pull one off because Kyler Murray is going to come back. So he'll get them a victory. So so Carolina won't have to worry about them. The team you're going to have to worry about, maybe, is the New England Patriots with their two little victories. Mac Jones is terrible. Mac Jones is terrible. Ramondre Stevenson, despite putting up good numbers, should not be a starting running back in the NFL. They got injuries on the in the wide receiver room. Like that's the other that, that's the only other team. But it doesn't matter. They're going to have either they're going to end up with Drake May. Drake May. That fits the New England good old boy, you know, kind of vibe right there. They're not taking Michael Penix. They're not taking Shador Sanders. McCarthy. They're, they're, okay, J.J. McCarthy. I hope that Bill Belichick is smart enough to know that J.J. McCarthy is not that dude. I know. I've had this conversation with a couple of people. but Like, somebody said J.J. McCarthy might go number one. Are you silly? Did you Have you only watched, like, two college football games your career? Like, what are you talking – J.J. McCarthy, what are you talking about? Anyway, I don't even want to go on that tangent. I'd rather just stick to my Bears and where I'm at. And what I was saying was that I know it's difficult to call up and talk about the Bears. I get it. It's like, what are you going to call up and say the same thing? Can't talk about Justin Fields because he hasn't played. You're not going to talk about Tyson Bajan because you already know who he is. So what's there to talk about? What are you going to call up and say he's not the guy? We know. Are you going to call him and say he is the guy or that we need to give him some more grace? No, you're not going to call and say that. You're going to call and talk about Eberflus? Is Eberflus better than Luke Getze? Ah, this team, man. It's hard, guys. It's hard. I have to, I have to, we have to. I have to go call these these, these this post game on Fox. I have to, you know, go on Sports Zone. I got to go on Bears Unleashed, and 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 talk speak highly of the team, the direction that they're headed in, and then I get to come on the score and speak my truth. And here I am. And the truth is, I just want this team to be okay. I just want to watch some. I want to play meaningful football games, and that doesn't even have to be in the playoffs. Meaningful football games just even within the season. Like, like the game against the Panthers, I wish it was to get the Bears over 500. You know, something like that. Something like, like I was watching the NFL Network, and they could not stop talking about Josh Dobbs 
who, if you remember, Tyler, I told you several times, that's who Justin Fields is. I do have that on record, yep. I said, I said, Justin Fields is Josh Dobbs. And so people are high on him because he came in and, you know, he did his thing for the Vikes. But he's a running quarterback. He's mobile. He can complete the passes. And, you know, people are high on him. But, but, but after that game, a lot of the analysts on the NFL Network were talking about the Vikings making the playoffs at, at five and four where they currently sit. And I'm thinking to myself, well, damn. I wish the I wish the Bears were in that situation. They're two and seven right now. I wish they were five and four heading into going to play the, the, the Panthers so they can be six and four. I know. Even the thought of the Bears being that far over five hundred seems odd. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do about this team? What are we gonna do about this the state of the, the Bears? And then I've I won't say who, but you know, you start hearing conversations and people are. It's I get some I get some deep inside information. Obviously, you can't say who is from or what it is, but like I got people, and we have conversations. Let me tell you something: the conversations we have are far different than whatever conversations we're having on the air, on the record. I should say more honest, more open, and 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 one of the main conversations being had lately is the regret of hiring Eberflus. That it was a uh, it was a play, a financial play. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily the, the right one, the best one. But I can't say it enough. Like, I can't see a situation. Somebody asked me, like, do, do you think Eberflus is going to be there? My father-in-law asked me this. Uh, I was out in, up in Gray's Lake today because there was no Bears game that I had to do. So I'm in Gray's Lake. He's like, do you think Eberflus is going to stick around? I said... I take Ryan Poles to be a very loyal individual. We've seen it with Valus Jones Jr. We see it with Roshan Johnson. We see it with Braxton Jones. We see it with Dominique Robinson. We see it, you know, like you just you see it with Chase Claypool. They gave him a long leash. So I can't imagine a situation where he's short with Eberflus. To me, it's it's more so where Ryan Poles says, hey, you know what? I'm tired of the NFL that gets rid of their coaches in a year or two. We're here to build something. And I trust you. And I know you trust me. And we're going to build this together. It's going to take some time. So you have my support. And I think that's where that comes from. So I can't imagine the situation where Eberflus is gone next year. The only way he's going to be gone, this is what I told my father-in-law. The only way that Eberflus is gone is if, Public pressure mounts and becomes an issue. Like if everyone and their mom is like, yo, that's it. It's a wrap. No more evil food. Then it'll do that. That's the only way. Well, what do you think? 312-644-6767. Do you think Eberflus deserves to stick around? Do you think that he deserves to continue? Not just that, not this year, because obviously that's that's gonna happen. But but continue. Moving forward, next year, the year after that, like, do you feel like he deserves that? I want to hear your answer to that question. I also want to hear your thoughts on the game. Bears lose to the Saints 24-17. What did you think about the performance of the Chicago Bears? And do you think Eberflus is going to be around uh, to see the successes that he's planted? 
312-644-6767. We'll take your calls after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez live and local on a football Monday presented by Plumbers 911 right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, again, they shift the front a little bit here and there, you know, to overload that one side that we were running to the whole time. And, uh, that's, again, my hat's off to them. They made the adjustment, and it wasn't as effective um, as it was. But, uh, but again, uh, I thought we did a really good job overall during the course of the day of running the football. We're back. Live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez, 670 The Score, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios. And of course, you are listening to a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank and It's Not a Game, Illinois.com. Taking your phone calls. Thoughts on the Bears game? Bears lose to the Saints 24 17. Probably should have been a lot worse than it was, if you really think about it, man. The Bears. Had some opportunities as of late. I, I was really surprised at the Saints' choice to go for it on fourth and one. I know they were trying to, like, put the nail in the coffin, so to speak. But <laughs> I know if I was a Saints fan and, they, and they, they, they missed that fourth and one opportunity, Bears get the ball, I was like, damn. I know the Saints fans are pissed right now. But fortunately for the Saints, they're facing the Bears. And the Bears going Bears. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, but we get the opportunity to talk about it. Phone lines are open. 312 312- 644 6767 hanging out with you guys till 5 a.m. and ready to chat bears. So go ahead and get those calls in. As we go out to Rob first, uh Rob in Oak Park. First of all, Rob, I just moved to Oak Park. Did you did you know that? Oh, really? It's a wonderful place. I live right across the uh old people's home. Uh it's it's just wonderful, Oak Park. I miss it. I miss it. Yeah, because I'm not there right now, but that's where I'm from. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I stay right off of Ridgeland, so I'm right over there. I've been there for probably about like oh, two, yeah. probably about two weeks oh, now. Wow. Okay. The first thing yeah. I noticed, Rob. Here's the first thing I noticed. My kids went trick or treating. You know what I'm saying on Tuesday, and when yeah. I woke when I woke up Wednesday morning, there were full size candy bars on my sidewalk. Kids just throwing candy on the side that they didn't want. That's how you. That's how rich Oak Park is. They didn't even care about their candy. They didn't want to keep all of it. Yep. You know the the average uh, uh, wage of people in Oak Park when I was there. Actually, you know I'm from Oak Park, but mm-hmm. I I'm not there right now. 
but the, it's like ninety-seven thousand dollars. That's the average. Oh, it's way higher than that now. I'll tell you that. If you want to live out there, I bet it is. Yeah. Live out there. Uh, Rob, all right, talk to, about, place, talk to me about talk to me about Matt Eberflus. You know, you said you're from Oak Park. I know you're a Bears fan through and through. Eberflus has been under the gun a little bit this season, but then then he got a glowing uh, a, a, a glowing vote of confidence from Ryan Poles. What's your take on Eberflus? No, Ryan Pauls, he needs to address Venus Jones first and foremost. You see what he did today? No, you made that mistake, correct it. Get rid of him and give someone else that opportunity. Now, the other thing, I, am I on the air? Yeah, you're on the air. What are you talking about? Oh, wow. I, I, I thought I was still talking to Tyler. Okay, the second thing, I want to get your opinion. Uh, yeah, Eberflus, uh, he, he's gone already. The public does not like him. What do you think about Jim Harbaugh? Harbaugh. Yeah. The Bears drafted way back in the day who won a Super Bowl, coming back to coach the Bears. I want to know your opinion about that, and I think that's all I want to know. Um, all right, no, no problem, Rob. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks for that. Um, I think Harbaugh is an interesting situation. And again, uh, before I get to that, I do want to remind you guys, man, we're taking we're taking calls. Phone lines are open. We got Tyler Ferengal, man in the phones tonight. Uh, 312-644-6767. Taking your thoughts on the Bears. I mean, listen, I think we all want Harbaugh for obvious reasons, right? I mean, the the, the ones that are obvious and that are glaring is that one, he's a tough-nosed, you know, hard, hard-nosed guy. He's dealt with a mobile quarterback before in Colin Kaepernick. He loves the Bears because he played here, right? And I think these are things that you want. I mention it often. You know, I'm a Bayern Munich fan uh, and from Germany. That's my German team, for those of you that watch soccer. Uh, but Bayern Munich is one of my favorite teams. And the reason why they always have success, at least this is what they feel is the reason why they have success consistently, is that they always bring back coaches and upper management. Uh, excuse me. They always bring back former players uh, to be coaches or upper management. Why? Because they want people that love the organization the way that they do. And so it makes sense to bring back a, a Jim Harbaugh, right? It's, it's like Ozzy winning the World Series for the White Sox in 2005. He loves that team. It's why he always wants to go back to coaching that team because he loves that team. That's why AJ wants to be the coach of the Chicago White Sox. Things like that. So Jim Harbaugh, like, yeah, of course I'm here for it. I hope he comes here. It'll be great. I just don't know if Iberflus is going to be shown the door. I mean, it's just going to be tough. Makes sense to me, though. Uh, but let's go back out to the phone lines. 312-644-6767, taking your phone calls. What are your thoughts on the Bears? Do you think Iberflus is the long-term solution? for the Chicago Bears? Or is he just a guy that was, you know, a good short-term leader for some young men, and now the roster needs to be turned over to somebody else? Uh, let's go to Mark out in Milwaukee. So I know you're a Packers fan. We talked before. Uh, but what do you think about Coach Eberflus? First of all, I'm going to apologize to you personally because I got a little long-winded last time we spoke. I didn't get obscene or anything, but I apologize to no you worries. for that. Um, I'm a Packer fan. 71 years old, but an acute, uh, acutely aware of the Packer Bear rivalry. So I'm going to speak to you not about the Packers. I will 
say one thing to you. I told your screener, a number of years ago, the Packers hired a guy as their head coach named Ray Rhodes. Do you remember that, mm-hmm. or is that before yeah, your time? Yeah, yeah, before my time, but I remember it. He came from the 49ers, from their success, you know, Bill Walsh and those guys. He was there first year. He went 8-8 eight and eight in Green Bay. That was maybe before Holmgren or Adam, and got fired. After one year at 8-8, eight and eight, there were issues. In my opinion, and who am I? I'm a novice. You know a lot more than I do. I don't see any reason why Matt Eberflus should be retained. Um, you mentioned Harbaugh. And, yeah, I think he'd be definitely a step up. But I look at somebody like Harbaugh, or I'm just saying like a Nick Saban, or some very prominent college coaches. And as far as money, I think they're making as much money as, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe they give them a piece of the team ownership or something. But they're making a lot of money where they are at Michigan, especially with the endorsement deals now. So, but Harbaugh, there's, I guess, some issues at Michigan going on now. I don't know what's going to come of them. But I don't know financially if there would be an advantage to him going to the Bears. I understand his loyalty to the franchise. I get all that. But, you know, he's at a winning program. He's got to recruit. But you're asking him to go to a program and basically start over and restructure and rebuild. And I don't know if that's what he wants to do. Maybe so. I understand that they could do it would be a great hire. i got another name for you. Are you familiar with Ken Dorsey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Former Niner. Uh, former Niner, not much as a player in the NFL. He was the quarterback of the Miami Hurricanes during their great run, national champion, and he lost the second one to Ohio State. He's been an OC in the NFL for a long time, currently uh, with the Bills. He was a quarterback. He's working with Josh Allen. And I think if it were me, and I'm no expert, but they haven't done well, the Bears, in hiring with experts the last several hires as head coach either. So maybe your opinion might be as valid or mine as anybody else's. He's an offensive coordinator. He's been successful. Um, I think you're going to need a new quarterback. I don't think you're going to stay with Joe. I wouldn't, especially with the guys that are available now. But I think also, you know, they need an offensive line, maybe a Marvin Harrison Jr. if he's available, because some team is going to pass on him. Maybe, I mean, if Houston or Carolina get the first pick, they're not going to take a quarterback. So a guy like that might be available. But I think Dorsey being a quarterback, having a lot of experience, uh, might be a really good hire for them. And I really appreciate, you know, you letting me. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no problem, Mark. I appreciate it completely. I think that... Look, I got to be honest. First, with Ken Dorsey, uh, the offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills, I would be weary to hire anyone, anyone whose success comes from an elite quarterback. So you're looking at Luke Getze, and you're like, uh, like to add, to add, to even pose the question, like, oh, do you think Luke Getze was really good because he was coaching Aaron Rodgers? Like, are you stupid? Of course, that's the reason why he looks good. Like, that's just foolish. It's like those people that, like, Phil Jackson was a great coach, but he also had Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, right, and Shaq. Like, let's be very clear. Bill Belichick, people, we all love Bill Belichick, but he still had Tom Brady, right? So when you're looking at Luke Getze or you're looking at a guy like Ken Dorsey, 
again, just I'd be super hesitant to bring in anybody like that. I'd much rather have a guy that understands the Bears, understands the fan base, understands the pain that we've been through, understands, you know, the 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 grit and the nature of being a Chicago Bear. You see Alex Pierce with the Raiders. Look how he's talking to that team. The fire, the passion, right? Understanding he grew up in Oakland. He was a Raider fan from the very beginning. And so his his love for the team is different than anyone else's. And that's what's important for the Chicago Bears. Just, again, and I'm not saying I'm here for Ibrahim until he ain't here. That's what I can say. Like, I'm not like, oh, fire that guy. He's horrible. No. It's like, dude, it's, it's hard to be a coach in the NFL. It's hard to, 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 it's hard to take a talentless team to the playoffs or to the top of your respective division. That's hard. You got to give him some talent, and then you got to be able to see what he could do with that, right? So I'm not here for, for Iberflus being gone, but the next iteration of the coach for the Chicago Bears, for me, most certainly needs to be someone that, that just cares a little bit more about the organization. Uh, it's Gabe Ramirez here on 670, the score broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios on a Plumbers 911 football Monday, taking your phone calls. Bears lose to the Saints 24 17. Tyson Bajan, 18 for 30, had himself a, a topsy turvy day to say the least. Four turnovers for the young man, three via interception, one uh, late fumble in the fourth quarter with two minutes left to go. Uh, and his counterpart, Derek Carr, 25 for 34, 211 yards, two tutties with a QB rating of 108. What did you think of the game? What do you think of Iberflus and his leadership uh, of the Chicago Bears team? Let's go back out to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. Let's go to Terry out in Lakeview. Terry, what do you think about Iberflus and whether or not he should stick around? Hey, Gabe, great to hear you on the overnight. You know, I am not in the Iberflus camp at all for a number of different reasons. Let's just go off of straight numbers just for, for historical purposes. If you looked at um, Trestman at the end of two years, I think he only won 13 games, which is a hell of a lot more than Iberflus is on track to win after two, two years. Fox, I believe, John Fox, I believe, had nine wins after two years, and they stuck with him for a third year stupidly. I think we've seen enough of Matt Iberflus. I don't believe a third year is going to prove anything that we have don't already know about. I believe his decision-making in terms of in-game as well as coaching is it as is at least worthy of some scrutiny and you think about what's coming next Gabe in the draft next year and I happen to be one of those people and that you kind of countered that a little bit I believe it should be a uh, somebody who believes in the organization and has the, the passion of Chicago fans but I also believe it needs to be an offensive minded coach because they're going to draft another quarterback. And I think defensive-minded coaches do not do well developing offensive um, quarterbacks. And the last thing I want to say is look what happened last week in Las Vegas. Mark Davis fired not only the head coach, he fired the general manager. I'm not advocating that, but it's going to cost him, from what I read, $85 million to make that change. And he thought it was worth it. So I think drastic changes needed to be made, need to be made. 
I'm not advocating for firing Ryan Poles just yet, but when he hired Matt Eberflus, he said within the first hour he knew he was the right guy. He felt like they were brothers. So I don't think he's going anywhere, but I think he needs to. Thanks for the call, Terry. I appreciate it. I mean, I don't think he's going to go anywhere either. I think he's here. I think, you know, I think Ryan Poles is going to give him every opportunity to, to do just that, right, to prove that he can be a guy that can lead men. And he said that he is a leader, right, in his endorsement. Put, uh, right when you put that uh, call on hold, Tyler, pull off that clip of uh, Eberflus talking about, or excuse me, of Ryan Poles giving that endorsement to to uh, Coach Eberflus. Pull that one up because it was, it was telling. I mean – the, the problem is this, right? And this is the biggest issue we have as fans of any sports team. It's like we can't operate in the gray area. It is very much complete success, a.k.a. a Super Bowl, or your team sucks, let's turn it over, right? Like living in the gray area of, of, of working towards your team becoming better over the course of some seasons is just something that fans aren't good at. Myself included. I'm not good at that. No, what do you mean? I have to go from three wins to five wins to nine wins to 12? Like, what? what, what this is the NFL. Draft some guys, sign some guys, and get your ass to the playoffs. Like, it should be that. Tyler, I was saying, pull up that clip of uh, Ryan Poles talking about Eberflus where he gives that endorsement, you know, that ringing endorsement. I want to play that one. Because um, I, I do think it's important to hear that. Because we really need to take at the temperature of like where we are at as Bears fans. You might be looking at a, a scenario where Justin Fields comes back, plays next season, and the Bears do not spend one of their two first-round picks on a quarterback, which would be absurd. But it is a possibility. And it is because of Ryan Poles. You, we, you can see what kind of person he is already. You don't need much. And, of course, he believes in his coach too. What I see on a – Every, every day where I see him address the team and I see his approach through adversity, it is stable, man. And I know in the outside world it doesn't look like that, and I know it looks like we're far away, but this dude comes in every day and just keeps chipping away. He has high integrity. The people that he brings in here, he's done the work to make sure that they're the people they're supposed to be. Again, we hold that standard. If it doesn't follow that and, and, and people aren't acting that way, they're not here. But the way that he holds holds everything down here is incredible for how loud it is, how tough it is. I mean, this team, you could watch them. They fight. I know this past weekend wasn't great, but you can't watch that team and be like, oh, they're going to fold. Most teams fold, and they're not folding. It's been hard. It's been really hard, especially from where we started last year, trying to build this and do it the right way. What I see from him on a daily basis and how he gets his team ready on a weekly basis to me, I see a grown man that has leadership skills to get this thing out of the hole and into where it needs to be. Now, if you listen to that, that sounds like someone that's defending their boy. Like, hey, bro, everybody chill out, man. It's a hard job. This guy's a real good leader. I da, 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 da. But, I mean, that's why, <laughs> that's why I say I don't think Ibrafus is going nowhere. All right, let's take one more. Let's go. Uh, the name is Geneva from Chicago. Okay. Um, so Geneva, you are, are you a fan? Are you more of a fan of Getsy or Eberflus? I am 
more of a fan of Eberflus, not Gatsby. Okay, what, do me a favor first of all. Turn on your radio because I want to be able to hear you properly. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, and then uh, so why aren't you a fan of Luke Getzey? Well, I'm not a fan of Luke Getzey because, number one, he came from Green Bay Packers. So that's the problem right there. Moving forward, the Bears should never, ever, never hire anyone, a coach nor a player, that comes from Green Bay. <laughs> Which is never. fair. What do you think about him bringing over all the players, like a Lucas Patrick, a Robert Tunyon? Exactly. That's why, that's why, the, that's why the, the, the offensive line falls apart. I think it's all sabotage, the whole thing, the whole thing with him. I'm not a Getsy fan at all. And I think Coach Flutes needs to step up and intervene, stop the plays that Getsy calls because Anytime, anything that's working. If the running game is working, we're moving the ball. He's okay. Now it's time to throw. Start throwing the ball. That works. Then he goes back to running the ball again. So anything that's working, it's like he come and does the opposite. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. It's very ridiculous. So like what? DJ Moore, for example. He why you? He's a really good receiver. Why do you have him catching screen passes? I don't understand. And then he throws the ball to somebody who is not going to catch the ball. They're not going to make an effort to catch the ball. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's frustrating, most certainly. Thanks for the call, Geneva. And, I mean, the offense is its not an exciting offense. It's not an exciting offense. And you could say, okay, well, is it because of Tyson Bazin? Is it because they have to dumb it down a bit for Justin Fields? Is it because they don't have enough talent? I mean – I don't know. It seems very predictable. There's, there, there are moments when I'm watching the game and I'm thinking to myself, if I was playing Madden right now, what defense would I call against? And I don't even know their personnel, right? Like, I don't even know the personnel that's coming in. I'm just like, what do I think would be? And majority of the time, I'm right. Picking what it is the Bears are going to be doing. And if I'm doing that as, a, as some novice armchair quarterback, I can only imagine what actual defensive coordinators are thinking. I feel like going through your mind, you're thinking they should be running, but they're not going yeah, to run. yeah. Here's a screen pass coming right now. Something like that. Um, but, I mean, that's how it is. That's how it is. Uh, we're going to take more of your phone calls on the other side. I do want to hear from you. Bears lose to the New Orleans Saints. What do you think about Coach Eberflus? Is he the quarterback of the future? Or, excuse me, the, the coach of the future for the Bears? Do you think he can continue to pull this team out of the depths of the dungeons of the losers of the NFL and really be the guy that can take them to the other side? Like, do you have faith in Eberflus to do that? 312-644-6767. I want to take more of your phone calls. I want to talk to you. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t